what is 75 hard and why did I decide to go on this program? This and the five lessons that I learned from successfully completing 75 hard are what I'm going to be discussing in today's episode. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Manly Mission podcast with your very own host, Farhan Rana. Um, so first of all, thank you so much for everyone who's tuned in, everyone who's been listening. I know I haven't been doing the best job of being consistent with this. That's on me. Um, what I do want to do going into this year is um, really do a weekly podcast. Um, it does not take me a lot of time. I don't say that as as if I'm some... Uh, like superstar podcast or anything, it really is just as as simple as me putting down some notes, using the form of like just a bullet list or something like that. And then just coming up with the script of the podcast just on the fly, just talking to you guys as I would, as if you were right in front of me. So with that being said, um, let's jump right into it. So I successfully completed 75 hard on January 14th of this year, 2023, and I started on October 31st of 2022. And um, the reason why I started um, is it's actually kind of funny. So I was actually scrolling on Instagram one day um, sometime in late October, and there was a certain picture of um, some people, you know, some some people having some kind of accomplishment that I really just wanted in my life. Um, and I still do. And um, I won't go into too much detail, but if if there ever was a time where I was triggered, I, I hate that word, honestly, but if there ever, the best way to kind of describe it was that I was just looking at this and I was like, why don't I have this yet? Why? What, what's going on with my life? Why don't I have this certain thing that I'm looking at right now? And you could argue that that wasn't the best use of my time spending social uh, spending time on social media and looking at things that I didn't have. Um, but I just really took that that moment to kind of reassess my priorities in life and just look at myself and ask why I wasn't doing the things that I wanted to be doing and why I didn't have the things in my life that I really, really wanted. And the one glaring answer right in front of me was that I had not been consistent with the things that I knew I should be doing. Um, I had not set big enough goals. I had made some progress in certain areas, but it was never to the extent where um, it was just like day and night kind of a difference. It was always like I was making some progress, um, but I wasn't really going at it full force. Um, And at the time I was working with a mentor and he had been on 75 hard for, he had done it a couple of times. Um, I didn't really give it too much attention because I was just like, oh, you know, this is way too, you know, this is going to be some crazy thing. Like, I don't really have the time for this. I don't know if I can do it. But when I had this realization after this, um, this event, essentially, um, I was just like, let me look into this. Let me see what it's all about. So I pulled up the program. I listened to the podcast by the founder to get a sense of what was expected, what I need to do. And um, once I knew what what the program entailed, I was just like, let me do this. Like, what's the worst that can happen? Like, I'll do, I'll work on these tasks and I might actually change my life for the better. Um, That's, I didn't really have too many, um, I didn't have any any objections, honestly, to the program. I was just like, let me, let me do this and see what becomes of it. And for anyone who's unaware, 
what the program entails. So um, it's basically five or six tasks, tasks that you need to do every single day. And for 75 days consecutively, and if you skip one day, or if you do, do, do not do one of the tasks, or you don't complete them as, um, as listed, you fail that day, and you have to start all the way back at day one. So two workouts per day, each of them 45 minutes long, one of them has to be outdoors, you have to eat a eat according to a diet plan. Um, it, that can be of your choosing depending on your goals, no cheat meals, no alcohol, um, read 10 pages of a book, um, take a progress picture. And I believe I'm missing something. Let me just take a look at the app. Drink one gallon of water. So those are the tasks that you need to be doing every single day. And I, I did them. It's, uh, um, I could talk about, you know, how some of the days were harder than others, but, um, that would, I don't want to take like three hours and just talk about every single day in terms of what I faced and everything. Um, but I do want to talk about some of the lessons that I learned after I was done or even during the program. And I was just like, okay, I just had this realization of something that I was accomplishing. And, um, I wanted to put this out there for, for the main reason that I think a lot of us, we, we sell ourselves short in terms of our potential and we don't give ourselves enough, um, just enough, uh, we don't expect more from ourselves. We're just like, yeah, like I'm doing the bare minimum. I'm, I'm working or I'm in school. Um, I'm in decent shape. I'm, I have something going in terms of like, uh, just something in terms of like a side project or something like that. But um, I'm not doing anything particularly amazing with my life. And um, this was really just me opening the floodgates to to challenging tasks and seeing what could become of it. That was really, it, the best way to describe what I was doing was just really just an experiment, just seeing what could become of this. And I can say at this point, alhamdulillah, you know, thanks be to, to Allah that I've actually, I'm, I'm a changed person. I don't say that in like a cheesy way. I really do change. I really do. I really do mean that. I've changed in terms of my perspective. Um, I'll I'll get it more into to the lessons themselves, but I just want to preface this by saying that you really can change a lot about yourself once you do challenging things. Like we think that becoming a better person is all about kind of imagining that you're a better person and then just magically waking up that way. It doesn't work like that. Um, you really have to do the work. The work precedes the belief the work comes before the belief so if you've been struggling with confidence if you're struggling with self-esteem or whatever you need to do the work and then the belief comes after it that's really the best way to describe it all right so enough of a preface to all of this let's get into the first lesson um the fastest way to success is to actually do the work and hearing this you might think well that's pretty obvious like you you do the work and then you get the success right but something that um became clear to me as i was doing the program especially with the with the workouts those were the things that i was sharing consistently on my instagram because i think we have uh, at least um, i can speak for myself um when we think of fitness we think of it as this like crazy task in terms of like getting shape is we need to do all these crazy things we need to cut our carbs completely we need to not just enjoy any any aspect of our life we need to we need to just kill ourselves to get in shape 
it's it's really not like that. Like you do, if if your goal is to be in amazing shape, you need to do the work to get there. It, that, that doesn't mean you need to torture yourself to get there, but there is a base level requirement of work that you need to do. So for me, when I was going into this program, I was just like, I need to lose. I didn't even set the goal to lose a certain amount of pounds. I was just like, I'm going to eat in a certain way and I'm going to do the kind of workouts um, that will naturally result in me losing weight. I didn't have any expectation of what, how much I would lose or what I would look like. I was just like, let me do the work and see what becomes of it. And I was so focused on the process of, um, you know, going to the gym, doing full body workout three times a week and doing outdoor cardio every single day. I was just so focused on the process. I wasn't even focused on the goal. I was just like, let me do the work. That's all I can control. I can't control how I look 30 days out, 60 days out, 75 days out. I can't control that. What I can control are the actions that I take today. That's the only thing I can control. And I've said this in a previous podcast as well, but the way to do to frame your goals is to frame them as action-oriented versus results-oriented. So you want to set your goals. If, you, if you're going to set goals, you want to make them such that your goal should be, for example, work out for 30 minutes. That should be your goal versus lose 10 pounds. Because there are a lot of factors that go into losing 10 pounds and you can't control that. There isn't a one-to-one thing that you can do. Like I do X, that results in me losing 10 pounds. It doesn't work like that. I wish I wish it was like that, but it's not. that's not, not how reality works. So back to my point, I was just so focused on doing my workouts, drinking a gallon of water, eating a clean diet, not doing any cheat meals whatsoever. And it was crazy, like getting to day 40 or so, definitely past the 50 day mark. Um, I started seeing changes. And the crazy part was that it wasn't just me seeing changes. It was like everyone else seeing changes. They were like, oh, you're, you're looking, um, your face is looking thinner. Or um, like for me, I was just like, I can see the outline of my apps. I've never actually seen that before. And it was one of those things where you kind of convinced yourself to see abs one day and um, you're just like, okay, maybe I didn't eat enough yesterday. So that's why I'm kind of seeing it now. It was just like on a consistent basis. I was like, I can see my abs every single day when I look at myself in the morning. That was once that work kind of compounded and started showing me the results that I was looking for. It was just like, this works. Like the the work the work I've been putting in is giving me the results I want. It's like it it it's crazy. Um, but I don't know why we complicate success or we make it seem as if it's a magical um, event or something that we need to. Um, I I honestly don't know. We have this weird kind of relationship with success and achieving our goals and stuff that I think just makes it we we complicated for no reason because we don't believe i think that i think this might, might be it we don't believe that doing the work actually leads to success we think there's some magical hack some tricks some some secret program some something that's been hidden from us all our lives that's why we haven't gotten the results we wanted but it's really just doing this the simple work every single day and you'll get the results you want and i'll say this as well that even following an imperfect program because you know, like there is no perfect program. Like 75 hard as a program, it's not perfect. Just by the very definition that you can't have a perfect program to begin with. This is as good as it gets, honestly, in my opinion. 
but there is no perfect program. So whatever you decide to follow, as long as it has some track record of giving success to even one person, just follow that regardless of what it is. It doesn't have to be fitness. It could be your business. It could be career. It could be anything. As long as it's proven to at least help one person, just follow that as it is and just make progress. Just do the work, put your head down and do the work. That's really as simple as it gets. Um, I think I can't emphasize this enough, but it's really just about just assessing where you are in life, admitting that you're not where you need to be. And the only thing stopping you from actually getting to where you want to be is to actually prioritize doing the hard work, which you know you should be doing, but you're not doing. Um, and you're just procrastinating. And procrastination is a whole different podcast episode. I'm not going to go into that right now. Um, but that's the first lesson. The fastest way to success is to actually do the work. Number two, you will not get the support you want. And I kind of knew this going into the program that um, me doing all these new things would be off-putting to some people, especially um, to family, because they were like, why are you doing cardio at like 9 p.m.? Like, we're just trying to watch TV. Why are you, what are you doing? Um or why are you going out to walk when it's like 20 degrees outside? Um, and I think this is where a lot of people kind of compromise on their goals because they're just like, I don't want to look weird to other people. Or because I'm doing this thing, others will think less of me or they, want, don't, they won't want to associate with me. And if that's a price you have to pay to become successful in your, in your life then that's the price you have to pay. I mean, it's 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 as simple as it sounds because what's the, what's the alternative? The alternative is what you've been doing up to this point and it hasn't given you the results you've wanted. And the one time that you realize that, okay, okay I can do this one thing, it won't be popular, people think I'm weird and stupid, but it'll get me to where I want, I mean, it's it's self-evident. Like that's the thing you need to do, and the price you need to pay is people thinking you're weird. And it won't happen all the time. I mean, I I was very fortunate to have friends, and even my family. Once they once I started seeing results, they were like, "Okay, maybe you're onto something." Um, but I did have some support along the way, but it wasn't to the extent where every day I woke up and I had like a hundred people on social media just cheering me on. Um, for the most part, honestly, I would say ninety percent of the time it was just radio silence. Not intention, not because people are like, oh, let's just give him the silent treatment because we just think he's, he's stupid and we want to discourage him. It wasn't like that. We need to get out of this mindset that people are focused on us, that we have this floodlight on us and we're just like, every action we take is being scrutinized by everyone else because the the fact of the matter is no one cares about us that much. Like your family cares and, you know, your loved ones in your life, they, they care about you. Um, but not to the, to the extent that you think that they do. Everyone's focused on themselves at some level to, to some extent or another. Everyone is focused on themselves and it's actually very egotistical of us to think that the whole world is focused on us because what does that say? That says we're the center of the universe when that's, that, that's not the case. Everyone thinks about themselves at a fundamental level. So... Once you kind of have that breakthrough mentally and you understand that no one actually cares that much, 
you can just do the work in peace. You don't have to worry about someone's opinion or someone's lack of opinion because you're just doing what you need to do. And you understand, at least, you know, my perspective is that once you do the work, once you have the results, the results speak for themselves. You won't have to do anything. And people will be like, yeah, I always knew you could do it. You've inspired me, you know, blah, blah, blah. And some of it might be genuine. Some might, some of it might not be. Some are just like, you know, saying it just because they want to be on your side. Now, now you're winning. That's definitely a fact. But the point still remains. Once, if if you want to make some serious progress in your life, and you're being held back by this idea that people will say dumb stuff about you, then you just need to just break through it. There is because. Like I said, when I started this point, the alternative, if you just cave in, if you just give in to other people's perception of you and their ideas, they might even not even vocalize it. You just think that they're thinking this. It might not even be true. Maybe they actually do support you. But we let other people's idea of us stop us from making progress in our life. That's the biggest thing, I think, that stops a lot of people from doing what they know they could be doing and achieving their potential. And I'll, I'll leave it at that, honestly, because you just need to experience this. If you haven't done anything ambitious with your life at all or recently, you need to do this for the simple fact that you need to get over this, this mental hurdle that people actually are thinking about you and they're not going to support you or anything. You just need to break through this because once you do, even at the smallest level, you'll realize that you can do so much more because you actually don't care what other people think. Now, I'm not saying don't I mean, be a jerk or be reckless or be disrespectful. I'm not saying that. What I am saying, though, is that if the price to be paid for achieving your goals is not getting support, being called weird, you know, dumb names or whatever, that's the price you have to pay because there's a price for everything in life. And that's that might just be the price you have to pay. Number three. You must embrace loneliness. And this kind of ties in with what I said in point number two. Um, but the loneliness part, at least for me, was... Um, it, so it's interesting. When when I was doing some of the outdoor workouts, it would be um, either late in the afternoon or kind of in the evening. And um, I would be out there on my trail, uh, kind of just walking. Sometimes there would be some people, you know, walking their dogs or whatever, but... Most of the time, it was just me, just on on the streets, just doing my thing. And um, I think that I've always been kind of so. So I am extroverted as just as a personality type, but I do enjoy my own time because when I'm on my own, I don't have outside voices kind of interfering with with what I have go- going on. Um, I just make so much more progress. That's at least how I'm built. Um, but when I, when I would be on these walks, um, there would be times where I was just like, what I'm doing right now is I'm living authentically. Like there's no reason for me to be out here in 30 degree weather in when it's like almost dark and there's no reason for me to be out here. I am choosing to be on my own to do something that I know is is what I need to do. And I know there's a difference between loneliness and being alone. Um, 
and I'm not talking. I'm not talking about being alone. That's that's something that I, I was clearly doing. Um, but loneliness as a phenomenon, where you just think that you're the only one um, doing something that's actually meaningful to you. And I think a lot of guys, especially we we um, we struggle with loneliness because we at least at least in today's society we don't value male friendships in the way that in terms of like a brotherhood in terms of like a tribe where guys get together and do something. And it doesn't have to be that way all the time. You don't need to be surrounded by other people all, all the time. But what I'm saying is that we don't have enough, enough male voices around us speaking life into us, um, giving us encouragement, giving us um, mentorship, giving us hope that we can actually be better men. Um, I won't speak for, for the women because I'm sure... Um, it's a totally different dynamic. I can only speak to what I know and I've experienced. Um, but there would be times on my walk where I would just like, I wish I had someone kind of doing this with me or at least giving me encouragement. But then I reframed it at, at a certain point during the program where I was just like, I the lessons I'm learning doing this on my own and not having the support I, I want, um, they're invaluable. Like, I'm becoming the kind of person who does stuff when they're not required of them, but they are leading to a standard of excellence that I know that I can achieve. Like, though, like what loneliness taught me was, was that I am, I am very capable of the things I need to be doing, that I want to achieve in life, and um, I need to be okay with not being around other people and not being supported. I know this is tying very closely to what I said earlier about point number two. Um, but what I'm trying to say is that loneliness is, as a phenomenon, it's going to happen. If you decide to do something like 75 hard or anything which requires you to do the silent work when no one is look, when no one is watching you, you will experience loneliness. And it won't be, it'll be, it'll be a, um, a negative emotional experience because you're just like i wish you know someone understood what i was going through i wish someone knew what i could, I could just speak to someone and, and tell them like hey this is what i'm going through um and as men i think there should be outlets in terms of just us speaking to brothers in our life who understand us who are on a similar wavelength who understand what it means to go through life without having that kind of support i think that's very important um I do want to create that, obviously starting with this podcast, but also in my real life, um, be that kind of brother to other men. Um, but we also have to understand that that's gonna, not going to happen as often as we want. And going through that loneliness and going through that sadness and processing pain, I mean, those are skills. You need to stop thinking of them as like conditions which you're just afflicted with. That because you're doing something that's out of the norm, like this is what this is the price you have to pay. And yes, it is the price you have to pay, like I've said. But part of 75 Hard, I think, is reframing a lot of the the, the experiences we have in life and trying to see the lesson in them. Because if we go through life and we just react to everything and we think, why is this happening to me? Well, you know, I didn't do anything. Um, you know, is this person's fault? Is that person's fault? I mean, I think there's a lot of blaming that goes around. But once we take a step back and we look at our life and we try and we just ask a very simple question. What is this trying to teach me? What should I be learning? 
what what mental reframe should I be having in this moment? It might not be clear to you in that moment, but just the very fact that you're asking that question means that you're trying to look past the experience and look for the deeper meaning. And as a Muslim, we I understand that everything in life happens for a reason. There's always a divine will to everything that's happening to me in, you know, in my life. And part of being Muslim is to have is to always have a good assumption of Allah. Is to always assume that He is doing something that I may not understand. I may not see the benefit in it. I might I may see this as like one hundred percent negative, and just the worst thing that could happen to me. But I have to understand that there is some good in this. There is some lesson. There is a bigger picture to this, and I need to accept that. The very first step, honestly, is to accept that whatever you're going through has a deeper meaning, a deeper purpose behind it. And this is a little bit easier if you're doing something that is of your own, of your of your own choosing. Say, you know, going back to the the forty five minute walks, those are of my choosing. It's not like a affliction that came to me. So it's even more. It should be even easier for me to look at that and and, and understand that there is a, a purpose behind this. Obviously, something that I've I have in the back of my head, but also. Um, if it's not ideal, if it's not the way I want it to go, um, there is a purpose behind this. I need to kind of look for that. Um, so that's what I'll say on on embracing loneliness. Um, I could honestly do a whole podcast episode on this um, because like male loneliness is a very real phenomenon. And it's not just like, oh, you know, people like guys feeling lonely at the end of the night um, when they don't have the kind of relationships that they want it's it's a much deeper much more um debilitating experience and we don't talk about it enough because we're just like oh you know guys are okay you know as long as they're they're making they're paying the bills i mean it's all good you know who cares about them i know that's it's a very negative way but i think that that's how we we think about it we're just like i'm just being used and no one cares about me um and i've experienced that it's not fun um but that's that's a whole nother podcast episode. Number four, I think you guys are going to like this. So your physical health and your mental health are tied together. And I want to break this down because um, we talk about mental health a lot these days. And I, I want to say it comes from a, uh, from a good place because we understand that... Um, having good mental health i mean it just it just does a lot for you in terms of being a positive productive human being um but the piece that we miss for with this is that our physical health is a huge huge component contributor to our mental health it's you cannot deny that um something that i've said or something that i've heard um is that emotion creates motion or something along those lines i could say it better um, but motion, motion creates emotion. That's, that's the way I'll, I'll term it. And it might seem like a very simple concept, but I think in today's society, we don't consider physical health as, as contributing to mental health. People who've been working out in the gym or people who just are active, they might understand this because, um, it's become some, somewhat of a meme that guys don't go to therapy, they just go to the gym. Um, and there is, some truth to that 
Because what we, if we challenge ourselves physically and we take ourselves out of our heads and put ourselves in the in the present moment, because when you're under a lot of weight in terms of like a barbell, or when you're on a challenging run or just just a walk, like you're ideally you're not you're not thinking about something that's happened that's happened to you, you know, throughout the day. You're focused on the present moment. For example, when I'm deadlifting you know, 300 pounds or whatever, I'm not thinking about some other issue that's happened to me like three hours ago. I'm focused on how can I lift this weight without breaking my back. And if that's not presence, if that's not being in the moment, then I don't know what is. Like you have to be in the moment, otherwise you risk injuring yourself. That's just one example. So what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that your physical health, how you how you, you know, do you prioritize exercise? Do you prior, prioritize eating well? Do you prioritize sunlight? Do you prioritize sleep, quality sleep? Like these things are within our control. And if those things are not something that we're working on and and our mental health is suffering, we're constantly just, we're, we have brain fog, we are anxious just for no reason, we find ourselves being very sad and... um feeling like we don't have enough, we don't have a lot of hope, things are out of control. I mean, if that's not poor mental health, then I don't know what is. So what I would say to guys, especially, um, because we tend to be more physically oriented, is that you need to look at these things in your life, what I just described, as things that within your control, and see where you're dropping the ball on these. Because you might think, oh, you know, what's the, you know, what's the point? I don't need to. I don't need to exercise like a gym rat. I don't need to do all this stuff. I'm perfectly fine. Are you? That's that's the question for you. Like, are you actually okay? Because I I doubt it. I serious I seriously seriously doubt it. Um, because anyone who works out consistently, eats clean, does all the things that we know we should be doing, is a generally hap- generally a happier person. It's just how it is. So you can't come to me and and say that oh you know like I'm not gonna I'm not I'm not gonna do this because I'm perfectly fine. That just means you you're just not self aware, or you're just trying to cop out of the fact that you need to actually take your physical health seriously. So that's what I'll say. And in terms of my experience with with this, how it affected me, um, on a day-to-day basis, after I would come back from my walks, especially, I would just feel so much more clear-headed. Um, if I was feeling tense or I was kind of just going through a negative mental cycle on a certain thought or whatever, um, I would just feel so much more clear-headed. Um, and that's just like after one 45-minute walk, like nothing nothing crazy. Um, but over the compounded days and weeks and, you know, at the end of it, I just I just knew that this was something I could rely on. I could go back to this place, go on these walks, um, and have clear headedness. Because that's for me. I've obviously we do, we I have. I wouldn't say I've, I've like suffered depression or anything, but there are moments where, where that's happened, um, and I've I can almost always correlate those to times where I was not taking care of my physical health in the way that I should have. Um, so for me, when, you know, something that I've learned is that 
if I need, to, if I want to keep my mental health in check, and if I want to keep it in good, in good standing, um, so to speak, I need to make sure that I'm doing all the right things with my physical health, because those things you cannot, you cannot separate the one, one from the other. It's, you cannot do that. Um, we're kidding ourselves if we think we can do that. So my lesson, my kind of advice to you in, in for for this point, is to really look at your life. If you if you're if you're happy with the level of activity that you're doing, you're eating clean most of the time. You're not like doing something egregious with your health, then I would, I would, I would say that I would assume that your mental health is pretty good. Like it's not, it's not like severely impaired or anything like that. Um, but if you've been going through, through something and you just don't feel like you're in a good place in terms of something that you can control, which is not like a medication, you, it's your physical health. You need to look at this. You need to prioritize this. Um, and I'll just say, if you if you need help with this, there are plenty of resources online. Um, maybe even in your in your local space, you maybe have someone who's who's working out, and they can they can help you. I can help you if you if you need someone to to speak to. I can help you. I can I can give you some pointers on how you can get started with this. Um, but that's point number four. Your physical health health and your mental health are tied together, and you cannot separate the two. Number five, and the final lesson from 75 Hard. You are capable, you are so much more capable than you think and believe. And the, the reason I say this is because when I first started out, um, like on day two or three, I was just like, how am I going to do two separate workouts, each of 45 minutes? One of them has to be outdoors. Like I barely walk. Like at that point, I was barely walking. I was just like working out three times a week at the gym, and that was my physical activity for the week. Um, I was like, "How am I going to do this?" And not in the sense that, like, I can't do this like at a physical level. It was just like, "How am I going to do this day in day out? Like just day in day out. How am I going to do this? How am I going to drink a gallon of water? Like I've, I I drink a good amount of water, but I'm just." a gallon like that's like whatever in in liters it's like three point something liters how am i gonna read read 10 pages every single day and not miss a single day um i wasn't reading at this point i really wanted to but i was just like can i really do that um can i hold myself to the standard the standard that i need to be reading every single day and like i said in the very beginning actions need to precede belief they I wouldn't even say they need to, they do, they do precede belief. So when I got started, when I started seeing some momentum around, I want to say day 20, 21 or so, I was just like, oh yeah, I can, I can definitely do this. Like, I didn't, I don't see why I was thinking that I couldn't do this. And now that I've finished 75 hard, um, so today actually is when I've started, um, phase phase one of the live hard program so if if you don't if you guys don't know um 75 hard is just one component of the live hard program so that's essentially the boot camp for 75 days and then you have three separate phases each of 30 days length where there are some uh, tweaks that are made to what you do during those 30 days but they're very similar to 75 hard um and i've started phase one today and Today, what I've had to do in addition to the regular tasks is that I had to take a five-minute cold shower 
do 10 minutes of visualization and three other tasks that are related to my work or business or school or whatever. Um, those are up to me to decide. And uh, today I took my first five minute cold shower right after I was done at the gym. And um, so I had my Apple watch, you know, strapped on my wrist and I had the stopwatch app just ready to go. Um, so what I did was I took the took a warm shower, kind of, you know, clean myself up and then at the very end i was like okay let me do this five minute thing um turn the water all the way down to the coldest setting it, the coldest it would go before it, it was shut off and step to the side and uh turn the you know tap the 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 app on my on my on my watch to get started jumped into the cold shower and my body was just like it was screaming for for just to just get out and um honestly this isn't related to 75 hard this was just like if someone wants to just cold showers or has done 75 hard and is going into phase one like that's been honestly the most challenging thing mentally that i've done like of anything like 75 hard was the tasks within there were they were hard but this was the most mentally challenging thing i've done like in a very very long time like very long time. And um, the way I got through it was, uh, this is something I learned from David Goggins. Uh, he was doing a podcast at one point where he said two things. One is the one second rule where he said that to make, to get through anything challenging in your life, you just need to look at the next second, not the next minute, not the next 10 minutes, not the next hour, not the next six months, the next second. Can I get through this one more second? Can I do one more step? Can I take one more step? Can I do one more rep? Can I go for one more whatever? The one second, it doesn't need to literally be one second, but in my case, it was one second. I was just like, okay, it's one second at a time. That's all I need to focus. I'm not focused on five minutes. I'm focusing on one second in this very moment. That's all I care about. So that's why I did. I just, my body was just like, it was just like, <laughs> I was, if anyone's taking a cold shower, you know exactly what the experience is like. Um, it was just like on just on a second second basis. That's all I was thinking about. And the other thing that he said is that um, when you're in this environment where your body is just screaming for help, um, not in like uh, not in a situation, maybe even in a situation where it's like being afflicted by something else, you need to get to a place mentally where you're just not there you're just not dealing with the problem in that moment. And I know this might sound like, you know, you're, you're cheating the process. You're not, um, you're not being fully present, but with something like a cold shower where you're just body just immersed and you're just like, you're, you have no, like, it would be so easy to just jump out of it. You need to get to a place where you're just like visualizing yourself being in a totally different environment. So what I did when I was, you know, flailing around, honestly, um, during the cold shower was just like, I imagine myself being on a nice, comfortable sofa, having a nice cup of tea, playing my favorite video game in a very nice, comfy room. Like that was the mental experience that, that I was going through. And it, I didn't even do it, need to do it the whole five minutes. It was just up until the two and a half minute mark. I need to do it. And my body just got used to the cold shower at that point. Um, it was it was still uncomfortable. It was very uncomfortable. But f it was if it was like a ten before, 
it became like a seven. Um, and by the time I was done, it was like a six. It wasn't even that bad. And some of you think, you know, listening to this, you're just like, okay, I could never do a cold shower and go through this whole thing. Like, you know, he's, Farhan is just built different. I'm not built different. I say that just as a kind of a joke. I'm not built different. If anything, I should be the last person doing any of these things because growing up, I was always the weakest kid of, of all my friends. Like I would get just gas out playing sports. Um, I almost fainted one time in karate class when I was like 12 or 13 because, and this was just doing the warm up. We just were doing warm ups and I was just, I almost passed out. Um, never good at sports, never, never, I never thought that I could put on any amount of muscle. I just thought this was just for like white guys, um, for any white guys listening, uh, this is no offense to you guys. I'm just saying this as a brown guy, I just never thought this wouldn't be me. Um, so I should be the last person doing any, any, any of this. And that just speaks to the fact that I'm no one special. I'm seriously no one special. On the inside, I've just developed certain qualities at this point, which allow me to go through a little bit more pain than than you at this point. That's really all it is. You could probably do this better. I would I would say that most people could do it to do 75 hard or anything challenging probably better than me. But I've just I've just taken this upon myself that I need to do something. I need to challenge myself. I need to take myself to the next level, and I've I've, I've just done it. Um, I'm not like more intelligent, more um, more resilient, more athletically gifted than anyone else. I'm if, considering where I started. I'm I, I you know I'm I'm down there, um, but I've made significant progress just because I knew that if I put in the work, that I could do so much more. I'm way more capable than. I think I then I I would like to believe. Um, and this kind of goes back to the first point where I said that the fastest way to success is to actually do the work. And the only reason you'll do the work is because you deep down believe that you actually have potential for something great. Because if that if that belief has been just smashed out of you by friends, by family, by society, by whatever, then you'll never do the work because you're just like I'm just not that kind of person. I'm just not meant for great things. You won't say this because it sounds terrible to say it, or you might even say it like, I don't know you. But if you believe even 1% that I'm just not a great person, I'm not meant for great things, then you'll never do the work. Because what reason do you have to do it? Your life is comfortable, is very comfortable as it is. You don't need to challenge yourself. Um, so why bother? But I'm here to tell you that you have so much more potential than what you think. And this is not confined to, and this is not just speaking to guys only. Um, this is for everyone. We all have so much more potential than we give ourselves credit for. And it's just a matter of believing that. Like belief is such a hugely underrated aspect of our lives. We just think it's all about the the actual tasks, the the tactics, the the hacks, all of these tangible things that we need to do. It all starts with your brain. It all starts with your mind. It all starts with what you believe. Because if you believe that you're meant for something great, and you reinforce that with actions, it's no it's no surprise that you'll be great at one point. You, it's, and it's, it, it's your definition of great. It doesn't need to be like you're a world-class champion or anything. Your definition of great, if you believe that you can achieve that, if you have that belief kind of ingrained in you like you you 
you'll get there. Assuming you put in the work, assuming you go through these times where you don't get the support, you're embracing loneliness, you're 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 just battling your mental health, and it's it's you're, it's an uphill battle, but you're still doing the work because you believe that you're meant for something great. It's 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 really that simple. So, guys, that's pretty much it on seventy-five hard five lessons I've learned from it. I could probably talk about more lessons, but these were the ones that kind of stuck out to me and. My thought process, like I said, was really just to show you that, um, you like what what's a program like this or something that's challenging, what it can do for you, um, and how there is so much more greatness within us. So my my kind of parting thoughts with with all of this is that couple of things you don't need to do 75 hard it's probably not for everyone but if you've as i was describing everything as i was talking about the benefits i experienced you were just like okay maybe i could do this definitely don't give it a try it's not something you try it's it's not like a challenge it's 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 a full-on program which challenges every aspect of your life so don't approach it as something you'll try something you'll kind of test out you need to be committed to it 100%. If you're not, gonna, if you can't do that, totally fine. Just don't do it. Um, the other thing is that and I'm, I'm speaking to the guys here, your potential, your greatness, your what you can get out of life um, is very well is very possible. Um, the standards are very low these days. Most guys are just not doing anything with their lives. Um, even though you might look on Instagram and you're just like, why are all these guys jacked and everything? It's the majority of guys are just not doing anything. So it's so much more easier for you to succeed. But I don't even want that to be your reason for wanting to do the work. There's just something about achieving great things in your life, which just sparks your masculinity that it brings out something within you where you're just like, I feel so confident. And, you know, confidence is the last thing I want to touch on. The very last thing. And it, the reason I, I want to do that is because we, as as people, we have this weird kind of um, relationship with confidence where we're just like, I don't feel confident. I don't feel confident. Um, I want to do this. I want to, you know, do this, start this business, but I'm not confident. I want to start this podcast, but I'm not confident. And, you only build confidence when you once you have actions, once you've kept the promises you made to yourself. It's it's just really that it's just really that simple. And and I want you guys to think about this. If you set yourself to do five somewhat challenging tasks throughout the day, it could be work, it could be school, it could be whatever, and you actually did them for that day. The the when you wake up the next day, you'll you'll feel like okay, I accomplished that. I feel confident. I feel confident that I can repeat that, that those same tasks. I can accomplish them today. And over time, you'll f- you'll just build confidence. It's, it's really that simple. Um, if if no one's told you how to build confidence, it's it's really that simple. You you keep the promises you made to yourself. You do the things you said you were going to do, and as a natural byproduct, you become confident, and you start challenging challenging yourself to take on more tasks, more difficult tasks. And you just build even more confidence. It's just like, it's just this virtuous cycle that begins once you start keeping the promises to yourself. 
so my this is a very last thing i'll say set yourselves to to do some hard things achieve them and you'll be confident it's really that simple it's very really really that simple guys and um like i said just a moment ago you have so much greatness within you you have no idea i have no idea of how much greatness i have um and i don't say that in an arrogant manner i really do believe that i don't even know how much what i can achieve and i've just started i haven't done anything yet and some of you might be thinking, oh, but you just completed 75 hard. That's a, that's a huge deal. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a, it's a big deal, obviously. But it's just scratching the surface, honestly. And I'll say that very, very frankly. It's just scratching the surface of what I can do. Um, and that's what something like this can do for you. So, guys, I'm going to leave it right there. I know we're coming up on somewhat of a longer episode. But I really had a good time kind of explaining my thought process, explaining the lessons that I learned from 75 hard. Um and uh, we'll just end it right there. Thank you so much for, for listening, for tuning in, for um, wherever you're listening to this. I really do appreciate it. Um, if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever, um, give me your honest review. If you think I do a good job with these podcast episodes, if you think I'm actually providing some kind of value, give me your, your honest feedback. Leave me a review, uh, a rating or whatever. But um Going forward, I do plan to do weekly episodes, weekly episodes, and um, that's pretty much it. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. This was episode 20, the five lessons I've learned from 75 Hard, and I'll see you guys very soon.